1: welcome hello everyone hey there hello <laughs> hey how's oh. it going uh it's it's okay i uh did some shopping over the weekend at my favorite consignment store because i like buying expensive things but not at expensive prices so i buy used stuff which is really great
0: Very
1: good. got this like hot pair of jeans that i'm like it's a little lowrider and i'm like are these from the 90s i feel like <laughs> i feel like i'm Back in like high school again, I love it, and then a little jacket. But yeah, the jeans are hey. definitely coming around to like, yeah, those low rider. I love it. I I just love where we're at because that like like high waisted jean fad, mm. it just was not. It was not vibing it with me.
0: Wasn't your thing. No. Yeah. Well, always good to know what's Stanley like and to go with it. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. In clothes and in men. Oh,
1: (laughs) and that's why we record every week, everyone. That's why we record every week. (laughs) Totally.
0: Oh, man. So Um, how is
1: your life going on in the fall?
0: Yeah, we're doing all right, I think. We're doing all right. I managed to go back to yoga this week. Um, Oh, Although um, my fellow yoga goers might not be as impressed because (laughs) quite frequently during the uh, relaxation at the end, I may drift off and make a few noises. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like what kind of noises, Sarah?
0: (laughs) Some slight little purrs that are maybe a bit louder than that.
1: (laughs) And if we weren't speaking in euphemism, what would those purrs be exactly? (laughs) It's like a woman never farts. She just. Oh,
0: Anna's put me on the spot. Papa, like, Papa's no rain, But just like, you know, like when you go for a meditation, yeah. and uh, massage, mm. and you just get so relaxed, but you're kind of still conscious of the sounds that are around you. Mm-hmm. So you, you catch yourself, you kind of like the most immediate first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there's part of the sound then I do catch myself and wake myself back up again but it just goes to show how much I need it in my life.
1: Totally totally you're that exhausted. (laughs) I get
0: so missed going to yoga because we've had a lot of things going on and it was not possible. and I just need to get back into the groove so yeah I think I'm the only person on a Wednesday evening that yawns all the way through yoga (laughs) (laughs) until the bit where we get to lie down at the end
1: and then you're fast asleep <laughs> oh yeah but it's relaxing right I mean it's
0: very relaxing yeah yes. there you go yeah. exactly
1: your fellow you know hey it's just a nice gentle rumble that accompanies yeah. their shavasana yeah. beautiful
0: it is it is indeed <laughs> wonderful so apologies to oh. anybody who shares a yoga class oh with me. there you go sorry yeah there you
1: go so Miss Sleeping Beauty uh, what's going on yeah. at the relationship desk of love
0: right well I saw this post about this um, technique, this formula that you can use with your partner. Mm. But I got slightly confused by the last part of the formula. Oh, okay. So I'm going to share it with you and you can tell me if you can uh, make head and tail of what I meant. The first bits I was kind of, I was down with, I got it, understood it. Last bit, mm, less so. So this post, it says, every night my husband and I do this one thing. It's called the team formula. Hmm. Okay. So it said it may completely change your relationship as it did ours. So here goes. So it says we, maybe like you, were incredibly busy and the tanks on empty and it's not enough time for each other. So we sat and talked with our friend Brandy and she recommended this one daily action. So here we go. It's called team and it takes ten minutes a night. So you sit down and you grab a glass of wine and do the team check-in. I don't think you have to have wine, but if i like that part if so mm-hmm. yeah i just i'm trying to be responsible for one <laughs> okay you're getting
1: ready for dry january okay got uh,
0: it <laughs> so t is for touch mm. so you hold hands you sit next to each other and you remind yourselves with touch that you're in this together mm. so it said side note when her and her husband are mad at each other then they jokingly barely touch one finger like E.T. Yes. Do you remember E.T. with the two yes, fingers together? I know. So, yeah. So maybe just the slightest of touch, I think, is yes. what you're saying, mm-hmm. is enough to still have that connection. Mm-hmm. E is for education. Mm. So you each share one thing you've learned that day that was interesting. So it could be a fact, a hard truth, or whatever. Mm. It's a chance for novelty and endorphins when you expand your brain. Okay, I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think if I learn one thing every day. No, but we do. Yeah. I'm sure I do, but I'm thinking like, what have I learned today? Like, I really don't know. Mm, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to start taking notes throughout the day, I think, to, in preparation for this session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So A is for appreciation. Mm. So you each share one thing that you appreciate about the other. Mm-hmm. This could be how beautiful your partner looks at day. And if you're ticked, it could be that they took out the trash. So I think it means if you're annoyed with each other, mm-hmm. it might just be kind of a simple task.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. The only rule is um, you get some points for creativity and you can't keep using the same line. So the same thing that you appreciate about your partner. Oh, oh uh, you day upon up day. With, yeah, mm-hmm. so you have to come up with something new. Mm-hmm sounds like a lot of hard work (laughs) right now this is where i got really really confused Mm so m is for metrics Mm -hmm. and it says here's the tough part the tough part for me was just understanding it so it says usually when you're upset you tell them that moment it gets naggy three two one times a day with the check-in you wait or you write down and bring it all at that time it does mean you don't fight when you're elevated, but you always get to explain your point of view. So I, I don't understand that the word, the, the metric. It Me neither. I'm like really weird. Yeah, I'm just really confused by that. So I think what it's saying is that you don't, in the moment, if you're upset, then you wouldn't say there and then, which mm, my jury's out a little bit on that. I can mm-hmm. see the kind of the benefit of waiting, processing and then kind of bringing something. Mm-hmm. But it's saying you bring it, you in your kind of session so if you did at five o'clock at night you might say, it well this morning when you did you know turned on the light while I was still sleeping that upset me Mm. okay now I'm you're
1: right like team I'm like I'd actually make it tea
0: mm, yeah
1: I think I'd want to have a cup of tea rather than this like m with some weird metrics metrics to me means like a dashboard of like how good are we doing like the five to one ratio whatever and then also like why would you put like, you know, uh, I felt disrespected, disappointed, whatever, at the end. The sandwich technique yeah. that where you say something great, something they need to improve on, and mm. something great again, that's actually yeah. kind of fallen under under some criticism as and everybody kind of knows what you're doing when you're doing the sandwich yeah, technique. Of they do. But I'm at the, of the same time, out. yeah, <laughs> totally. But it's
0: 11:30 like at night. See what you're doing here. <laughs> totally right. Like
1: you're just trying to give me criticism yeah. and put it in a peanut butter sandwich. But here's the thing: I don't like <laughs> saying like, and this is where you pissed me off, disappointed me, hurt me. At the very end, at like 11:30 at night, I'm like, I don't vibe with yeah. that
0: at all. Yeah, you're right. It does end it on quite... Because all the other things feel quite lovely. Yeah. You know, I feel like even if we are kind of not speaking to each other, that whole ET moment, Mm -hmm. that could break the ice, right? That kind of breaks down some of those barriers and helps us to reconnect again and we can... It's almost a way back. Sometimes we yeah. need a way back from an argument and a fight. And then, you know, education, it's good to share kind of something either that you've learned or something that's happened or. Something that sharing, surprised sharing you. your day. Yeah, There's like
1: the You know, the 50 questions that you can ask that don't involve how was your day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a time for that. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And appreciation, like we know how much gratitude and appreciation Mm -hmm. has such a real positive effect on your relationship. It stops us from always focusing on the negatives. It helps Mm -hmm. us to reverse that negativity bias that goes on. So I totally get all of that. And I got to M metrics and I was like, just don't know. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. I think
1: as two relationship coaches, we're like, nah, I don't know. Like, I, I think... I do like the fact that you sort of present stuff in a way that is not reactionary where you've had time to process and respond. And maybe it comes like a little earlier in that. Like maybe there's touch. Mm. Maybe there's like, what did you do today? What is one thing that you wanted to let me know about today or in the last Well, there was this thing. Okay, well, how did that make you feel? Whatever, whatever. And then you round it out with some appreciation maybe. Yeah. 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 It is hard though because, right, you want to keep – you don't want to bottle things up and you know create a pressure cooker when all of a sudden you're like you've been doing this for 5 years and I've hated it and it's like well why didn't you tell me? Ah, oh, you suck and it's terrible and our relationship is over. I mean it's nice to be able to make just in time but at the same I don't know but before bedtime, I don't know. I you know what, can yeah. I say I think I want a cup of tea, decaf um before bed, tea, mm. but then have the a weekly meeting, a weekly meeting in the day uh, where you can kind of be like, okay, what are the things that, that, where were you hurt? What are the hard feelings you had this week that had anything to do with me and, and how can we make that better? I'd like that in a weekly meeting and I'd like that in the daytime sometime. Yeah.
0: Again, though, you're storing things up, aren't you? It's kind of like, I don't know. I you think are, but
1: a... every day is too
0: much. Oh God, yeah, for sure. It's too much. Yeah. Every week. Yeah. I think sometimes you've got to deal with, you know, try and deal with things in the moment. Try and have oh, some of those difficult conversations yeah. as you go, rather than having some sort of scorecard which says, you know, these are all the things that you really shit at this week. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, based on this, I'm giving you three out of ten. So, oh, that's the um, metrics, yeah. Can you pull your finger out? Yeah, like, that's what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree.
0: You know, must try harder on the school report of just giving you a D-minus. <laughs> <laughs> you are
1: you're failing you're failing yeah you're right the just in time mm. is that quick correction to be like yeah please don't call me by that nickname you know that I don't like that yeah please do better next yeah. time and yeah. then move on right no yeah. okay yeah, yeah. yeah you've got don't it have to, and then no no harboring yeah. you know clear yeah. the don't atmosphere have
0: to punish people we don't yeah. have to kind of rub it in we don't have to really labor on our point we just need to short sharp message yeah. and then move on
1: yeah and also in those just in times like again you always do this it'll never change yeah. you're such a person yeah avoiding labeling avoiding like yeah. it'll always or never yeah you've got it
0: yeah okay Could justifies in words yeah
1: you've got it okay all right
0: so yeah for me it's key rather than team but that's really cool I, 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 I like yeah, yeah. you bringing <laughs> a conundrum to
1: our podcast that is great
0: <laughs> yeah oh, well it gets us off to a good start makes us think about things
1: and when two relationship coaches across the planet from each other don't understand <laughs> it's very likely ununderstandable to any human being
0: yeah well quite quite yeah. <laughs> all right shall we hot topic let's do it okay topic. the company you keep. Oh (laughs) (laughs) wow
1: whoa we're bringing existentialism to our podcast today (laughs) hello.
0: I love the pause that comes after the hot topic (gasps) announcement.
1: Wow. (laughs) Like all right. I love something that's so open that we can take this in (laughs) any direction okay the company we keep. Yeah. Okay what do we mean by that?
0: (laughs) For me this is about the influences that go on around us. Mm-hmm. I think we're all influenced by. Um, we know that we're influenced by the past. We've talked about that a lot. We know that we're in, influenced by um, our values. We know we're influenced by, um, you know, societal pressure. But we're also influenced by the network and the group of people that we um, surround ourselves with. Mm. So if we, um, you've seen it before when you walk into a room and somebody's on a real kind of whinge fest Mm. and then, you know, other people then start to jump on the bandwagon Mm. and then before you know it, like everybody's just spent like 25, 30 minutes (gasps) whinging about something and then it kind of, it's like a snowball and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and this kind of monster grows and, um, and it's just this real kind of, um, of negativity negative yeah air and energy and we get sucked into that and so you know it's a bit like um we talk about the news and the influence that the news has on us a mm-hmm. lot mm-hmm. and it's particularly grim right now um i don't know if it's the same in canada but we've got the energy crisis we've got yeah. changes in politics the pound. we've got um the, yeah the the pound we've got interest rates we've got mortgage rates we've got we're about to head into winter when people need yeah. fu- food and fuel most and they're going to be at the most vulnerable yet we've got all of these additional price hikes and things that are going on and just the pressure and then you know and and then let's add a bit more covid in the mix Mm because we haven't had enough of that (sighs) um and it's just it makes you feel really down depressed really kind of dour Mm -hmm. now the same thing goes in your relationship so if we surround ourselves with people either from a kind of negative standpoint or people who have quite unhealthy relationships Mm. we're benchmarking ourselves against their relationships and we're doing this subconsciously mm-hmm. and we're also thinking actually it's okay to to do that or it's okay to speak to somebody in that way and um, so there's we can take lots and lots of influence from people who are around us
1: okay okay the company we keep yes yeah oh very much so yeah yeah yeah
0: you see things being passed down don't you from generation to generation mm-hmm and then you see it when couples get together and they have obviously had a different generational background Mm -hmm. and a different upbringing and you can get this kind of clash of behavior and what's acceptable what isn't acceptable you know what do i mean when i say this Mm -hmm. to you actually i don't i don't mean anything by it that's quite a friendly term as opposed to you're quite offended by that like so we get the, the you know we can get a clash within a relationship because of our upbringing because of the fact that we've got this generational behavior that's passed down oh gosh And we wonder why
1: history repeats itself, despite our best efforts to be like, we're going to be so much different than our parents and whatever. (laughs) I was just um, having a conversation with a potential client about, um, you know, recently married, and and both her and her husband have very significant family situations. Mm. Um, And they're in the nice part of their relationship where they're like, they they don't fight or...
0: Where they still talk to each other. (laughs) They
1: do, but they don't talk about hard emotions. You know, remember that early, early stage where everything is you know, brushed under the rug, the keeping yeah. the peace. Exactly. Mm. Um, but there is a beautiful opportunity to be able to really point out the company that one keeps around them, which is their yeah. family. And oftentimes the healthiest thing to do is to, to put up some very, very strong boundaries and actually mm. not keep that company very for very long. Remember that yeah. thing where we said like, you know, your parents-in-law should kind of come for three, four days maximum and not kind of camp out for, um, you know, months, uh, especially under the auspices of like, well, we're just going to help you with your new baby. Mm. Well, what if mom never asked for live-in help from a family member that she finds to be more toxic than helpful, you know? (laughs) So yeah, so the company that we keep is influenced by the walls that we put up. And if we have no walls, and we just allow, we're in hurricane season over here in North America. So if we just allow Mm. like floodwaters to come and, you know, if we've got weak levees, we're going to be flooded out and destroyed all the time. Yeah, the company that we keep can actually erode away Mm -hmm. um, the health of our relationship and all the dreams that we had to create something and strike out in a different way in this generation.
0: Yeah I think there's another way of looking at this as well for me is um, and I used to use this a lot when I had a team and you know trying to kind of develop them and encourage a different way of thinking as well is you know when you want to aspire to be a certain person then look at people around you who you admire Hmm. and emulate their behavior Uh. and look at people who you don't admire and actively avoid the, the behavior that you don't admire in them, mm-hmm. so we can look at couples who we really, really like, like and we think, God, they're just. We've all got them, right? We've all got these these couples that are you secretly love, but you're also slightly jealous, a little bit annoyed <laughs> about. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. how do they do it? how yeah. How do they make it look so effortless? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're in, they're, they just look so in love. They, um, they support each other. They're very respectful of each other. They, um, they seem really in tune, aligned. Look at what it is that they do as a couple that you admire Mm -hmm. and then try and introduce a lot more of that into your relationship Mm. and equally if you see a couple who actually you don't admire the way that they treat each other or behave or kind of their relationship you might like them as individuals but you're not really kind of their type of relationship isn't right for Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. then actively look at what is it about their behavior that I don't like and then avoid that
1: oh yes I think for me when I see I think that's something that really really like strikes me is when I see people being really mean to each other and punching Mm. below the belt that oh that gets my hackles I'm like oh that's really that's terrible yeah fills me with dread I don't want to be around that
0: yeah I've got a very strong fairness value so uh that does not sit well with me (laughs) yeah oh yeah no totally doesn't
1: yeah there's just meanness is uh and of course if you can ask the people who know that, like, I am not a non-mean person. I, I get super mean. <laughs> I say really mean stuff. But it's just, but I don't aspire to do that. And so I yeah. don't want to be around that because I don't want to introduce <laughs> any more meanness than I already am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's that's great. Um, Something that comes with, like, the company that we keep, I, I think about jealousy. I think about, you know, being somebody where your partner just has a friend who you're, mm. y- you know... It's so easy to judge other people for the company that they keep. So, like, my yeah. partner has this really shitty best friend and they go out drinking mm. all the time, and that guy's such a bad influence. Or, uh, my partner has this guy, this orbiter who's always around and he's mm. always kind of, you know, just, I don't trust him. I don't trust my partner with him. I yeah. don't know his intentions. So, it's funny how we can often gatekeep the company that mm. our partner keeps. Yeah, and have yeah, for sure. Yeah. A lot of judgments and views about that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, co- we often can't understand those types of relationships because they feel so alien and different to our relationships. Mm-hmm. And we can't understand and a lot of the time these relationships are are things that have been there for a very long time. So there's a deep history Mm -hmm. and there's more than just that kind of surface level of, you know, going out partying. There'll be other things that have happened in history Mm -hmm. that have created that bond. There'll Mm -hmm. be other things that attract your partner to this person that they like. And maybe that feels less attractive to you. Mm -hmm. So...
1: If you find yourself sort of judging the company that your partner keeps, Mm -hmm. how might you distinguish reality fact from fiction? And how might you, number one, not not get manipulated by something that truly is like a a negative or a threatening influence in your sort of sphere in your relationship, but check that kind of judgment that you have about your partner? Mm. What would your approach be?
0: There's some reframing for me in terms of um, you know, one question would be kind of what place do I have to judge, dictate, um, specify what relationships my partner should have? And is it how much is it really having an impact on our relationships? So what really, you know, if I had to be truthful about it, is it just that I don't I don't like that person, therefore they're not a cup of tea. Doesn't matter what happens, if you know you're off the team you're not on my list Mm. so I want nothing to do with you are you coming from that place or are there genuine concerns is it really genuine you having an impact on your relationship um and you know the answer probably lies somewhere in between but what what does that person give to your partner Mm. so does your partner always um you know are they always then in a good mood the next day because they've just really genuinely enjoyed the time they've enjoyed that freedom to you know be the person that they were 20 years ago and you know they're not doing it all the time possibly so like what difference does it make but they enjoy that that moment of being Mm. able to kind of blow off a bit of steam and then do they come back from that and and they're a much happier Mm. um you know more supportive person because they've got more energy or you know i don't know Mm. What impact are they having? Because often we're looking at it from our point of view. It's like, well, they're just not who I would choose for you. Mm -hmm. So like get them away. But that's quite selfish. We're not looking at it from what does that person give to my partner?
1: Oh, I I think that's a really great example of what some folks um, like David Schnark used to sort of like that differentiation, like that we're often very codependent and we, Will project our values onto our partner mm. and will yeah. o- often to the detriment of our relationship and our partner, mm. where people will start to actively avoid things that actually give them a lot of energy because their partner doesn't approve. And it just yeah. gets very blurred as to where I begin mm. and you begin and I end and you yeah. end and that sort of thing. And so that's really unhealthy that codependence. So, really just being yeah. like, well, I don't personally get it, but it works for you and it's healthy yeah. for you doesn't blow back on me so yeah. I'm just gonna kind of UBU. yeah yeah standing on our own two feet yeah but I am curious like what happens if the, uh, you know our partner gets together with this person and they're in a foul mood for like two days afterwards because that person really brings them down but yet they mm. s- they insist on keep you know keeping that company and hanging out with them
0: so that's a conversation isn't it and I think there's something about holding the mirror up that says Look, like, I don't know if you realize, but every time you're with them, like for two days, like you're insufferable. Yeah. Like, what is it? What's yeah. happening? And why, you know, how does that make you feel? Does that does that put you in a good place? Because mm-hmm. from where I'm standing, it feels like, like a pretty shitty place to be. Yeah. Like, what do you think? Yeah. So it's free from judgment. It's just saying, look, I'm observing this behavior. Yeah. Um, It can't be nice for you. Yeah. Like, what do you think about it?
1: And there still is going to be a person who's like, yeah, but still hangs out with that person. So then you've got to make your own choices. Like, do I kind of steer clear of my partner for a couple of days because I don't want yeah. to be brought down or I don't like the way that he or she treats me afterwards? And then that yeah. is a deeper reckoning of like, do I want to be with somebody who treats me like shit because they let somebody else make them feel like shit. And is that kind of what I want to do every month or so after, you know, that, and then there's deeper questions. It can
0: get to be a complicated affair. Right. But also though, we don't need to, sometimes we can get too caught up in the drama we can make too much of something mm. if we take something just at face value that just says you know do you know what i, I kind of know that this is how it's going to be the rest of the time everything's great with the relationship mm. and um and i you know i deeply love my partner and having a couple of days of just then using that time to do something i want to do is yeah. it's beautiful i can you know i can work with that so try not to a lot of the time get caught up in the drama of it all Oh, I love that. And the expectation about how you think life should be.
1: What? But everything has to be the way I I know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I love that. No, but you're right. That might be the time where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be like crushing it on my paddleboard. Yeah. And that day after where I'm so exhausted from beating the shit out of myself on my paddleboard. That would be perfect. Like you want to go hang out with that strange person who seems to bring you down. But there must be some benefit in your life. Yeah. If you need me, I'll be singing to myself on Lake Ontario. Yeah. That's a beautiful time for me to choose my own adventure. Exactly. Mm. Nice. Company we we keep. And Mm. again, we are still individual people in a relationship. So we get to play out our own life, make our own choices. And if on the whole, the benefits outweigh the drawbacks, then sometimes we just deal with it and get on with it.
0: No relationship is one hundred percent plain sailing. Like it's not at all. True. Had this conversation on Sunday at breakfast. <laughs> 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 My partner was like, "Yeah, relationships are easy." I'm like, "They are not easy." <laughs> that is correct.
1: Not, not a so, single one is easy. And if it's yeah. easy, it's because you're not communicating, and shit's gonna mm. go down soon. So,
0: yeah, better yeah.
1: start having difficult conversations about hard emotions.
0: Yeah and it's not just that it's the it's your own personal reflection it's it's considering what you know we can get caught up in this this position where we're looking and judging kind of everything that's happening mm-hmm. and sometimes we need to just take some time out and just enjoy the experiences mm-hmm. yes. so this all of this takes kind of work inside your own head yeah yeah mm-hmm. see it's tiring <laughs> <laughs> but well worth it I have to say well, I've got to put some positive stuff in there
1: well worth it <laughs> yeah it is it is the marathon worth running or the Ironman yeah or the triple
0: Ironman yeah <laughs> that's why we're here <laughs> oh alrighty. shall yeah. we um shall we do a question my love yeah let's hop across to a question My husband resents my family. He thinks my siblings are always asking for too many favours. And my mum is always asking me to take her shopping and for little trips out. I'm really torn between my family and my relationship. What should I do? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: There's definitely two to tango stuff going on here for sure. (laughs) I think whenever anybody asks a question, they're always assuming that there's a winner and a loser. Yeah. Somebody on the right and somebody on the wrong. Yeah. And
0: that is actually
1: yeah. never true.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what what what's getting you curious here?
0: I'm curious about how long they've been together actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah So it doesn't really <laughs> yeah. say it, is it? Like is this in you know, well that they're married because it says my husband resents my family and so I'm curious how long this has been going on are they kind of like a newish couple are they has this kind of you know are they long-standing and it's always been that way and now finally it's just got too much Mm. Um, so that's something I'm quite curious about Mm -hmm. I'm curious about the amount of time like you know is it is it unreasonable like how much time do you get where you get to spend some time to get that like what does that look like versus it I think it is important to have some family connections if that's the type of thing that works for you and you've got a strong family bond and you've always had that then you know it is unfair you you get this just with with friends as well so not just with family I see you're playing out with friends where people have got particularly when you meet later on in life as well and -hmm. you've kind of forged your own life right and you've been through you know maybe you've been through one marriage or like really serious relationship and some of that didn't work out and you let some of these things go so you you lost Mm -hmm. touch with maybe your family and your friends and you didn't have quite as good a bond and you've really kind of vowed never to do that again Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so therefore you're placing greater emphasis on your family and friend connection and the the other person the husband the partner whoever you know the wife girlfriend whatever has to catch up and just Mm -hmm. kind of accept what they're given um so there's that there's kind of two sides to it isn't there there's one is the I'm gonna assume wife in this in this instance, uh, maybe husband. But you've got kind of one partner who's like they've forged their life. They're like, this is how it's gonna be. You've got the other partner that's like, This isn't how I want it to be. This isn't giving me what I want. Mm -hmm. So we've got these two positions that feel opposite right now.
1: Oh, I like I like very oh my gosh, there's so much cool stuff that you brought up there. I agree. I think, um, at the top of every intro call, I'm always going to do a bit of a safety assessment. So mm. I like what you're saying is this might be like a normal cadence of a close family interacting with each other. Um, usually when I sort of hear the backstory, I'm kind of, I have my ears open for, um, is there codependence with a family member where like this mother is always encroaching and there's some weird feelings mm. of guilt if I don't go with her to sh- drop everything mm. and go shopping or, And I'm always sort of on the lookout for manipulation and abuse. So they're, you know, one of the sort of trademark early sort of moves of manipulation in an Mm. abusive relationship is distancing and separating somebody from their family and support structures. Um, So, you know, uh, ragging on their, oh, your mother is such a whatever. Oh, your friends Mm. are so stupid. Um, And then just becoming isolated and not spending any time with your family and friends. And that's where then more and more abuse escalates and ensues. So that's a major red flag for me. And I'd be like, get the F out, uh, you know, where, are, you know, what are sort of your, um, just pointing out. Cause like, again, like the, the biggest thing that us as, as coaches, and of course therapists uh, should know this as well is like pointing out when abuse is there mm. so that you're not kind of this, um, two sides to every story, like two to tango kind of thing. I, although I mm. said that at the top of this question, but like, the the two to tango can sometimes not be, be more harmful to somebody than good. Mm. Because sometimes it's the situation is clearly abusive, ab- abusive, and they need to get out. But all this having said, yeah, exactly. Then, you know, I I think the the biggest nut to crack here is that there is some aspect of codependence, or some sort of issues with boundary with the person asking the question. I think that if we were to ask further questions, we would find out that she's expected to drop everything, um, that really she's quite enmeshed in Mm. her family and at this feeling of, well, if I don't do that, then they will be very unhappy or they won't ever go out shopping or like that I somehow Mm. hold hold the keys, keys to their functionality and their happiness um, that for me might raise this. Well, you know, it does sound like you know you've got your your marriage and your own family, but it sounds like you're very much enmeshed in the workings of the family mm. of origin, and, and and I'm curious if if that's serving you or if it's actually causing more conflict for you.
0: Mm. Yeah, and I guess and I guess we don't know at that point, do we? But if it's let's assume that it's not causing conflict, and actually I'm happy with this situation. Mm -hmm. we've still got a difference here where one person wants to spend more time with the person than the other one has got capacity for time yeah and often it's not the case that i don't want to spend time with you it's just that i've got lots of things that i need to juggle Mm -hmm. and again like as we get older and we've got kids and you know um dependent parents where we do need to take care of them or you know maybe we've got this sibling relationship where we've always we've always had tea on a you know, on a, on a Wednesday, and that's what we do. And then we always go to town shopping on a Saturday. That's that's mm. part of our routine. Mm-hmm. It can be very difficult then for the time that's left to be able to slice that up between all the other commitments that we may have. Mm. And it's understandable then that one party can feel quite marginalized in that situation. Yeah,
1: yeah okay.
0: It's a tricky yeah. one to solve.
1: It, it is. And I often sort of if i'm working with couples we often sort of come to like a negotiation table to say okay well we've got we've all got a number of cards in our hand right and so we sort of see if we orient ourselves to the same from the same side of the challenge which is can we agree that we want to spend more time with each other now that that is not sometimes that's actually not a shared value there's and and it moves into perception management um I get this a lot when there's moms who are, they've got newborns and they're really run off their feet. They're doing all the housework. And let's say their partners are working yeah. and their partner is at work decompressing and also wants to maybe do their own thing. And they want to like meet up with their friends and so forth and play golf. And the person at home is like, I never spend time with you. You don't have enough yeah. time for me, et cetera. So here we'll often figure out how to spend quality time that is that helps to address the optics issue that may not be yeah. quantity but it's quality yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: and it isn't always about about that kind of that divide that split but it is about both of you trying to get your needs met as best you can and it's yeah. going to involve some compromise on both yeah. sides yeah which yeah you know and and you know I like what you're saying about let's get on the same side here and I think that's really important in, and it might not even be asking the question can we agree that we want to spend some more time together it's can we agree the outcome that we want in the relationship and it might not be time-based or even around that it may be we don't want this to come between us yeah the relation our relationship is more important that I would take it kind of to to an even higher level like mm. can we start there can we agree that This is not something that we want to come between us. We want to be on the same team. We want to be on the same side. Mm -hmm. And then how can we face this together?
1: Oh, yeah. And to say that there's somebody in the equation who does not feel like they're receiving enough quality time. Mm. And even if that's not your feeling, because we all have different sort of triggers and sensors, can you still agree that it's important for the other person? Yeah. And are you motivated to help sort of even the playing field a little bit so that they feel like they're getting their needs partially met in in that way
0: yeah Yeah. the the other thing i'd say about the person asking the question is what and you know let's ignore kind of quantity of time for a minute what is it that you are often in this situation we can be trying to plug a gap of something that actually doesn't necessarily need to be plugged by our partner Uh. So what else, you know, have a little think. Is there anything else that's going on for you that means that you are clinging on to this aspect of having more time together? Oh gosh. Yeah. What is it that you're saying to yourself about the fact that you haven't got that time together? That's the bit I'd be really interested in. What What does that mean about you as a person? Because that's mm-hmm. the bit. If you can get below that and try and solve some of that conundrum, then yeah. It may not even be about the quality of time spent together or quantity of time. Oh, you've got it. It could be a whole different issue. You've got it most likely.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, and it almost always is. I, I I know for sure, and I've experienced this personally. I see it uh, come up in clients a bit when there's this "you don't spend enough time with me" conundrum, Mm. which is often is that I haven't actually developed my own sense of self, my own hobbies, my own friend groups, because I've been over-reliant upon my relationship to serve that need in its entirety. And there's a bit of embarrassment and shame to realize, oh man, I, yes. Yeah. Yep. I I have personally felt where my partner is like, I just kind of want to do my own thing. I'm like, but, you know, but, but I realize it's because I haven't differentiated myself. Yeah. I haven't kept up my own relationships
0: to have my own thing going on. Yeah, and there's also some self judgment as well that can go on in that. You know, what's wrong with me? Why don't they want to spend that much time with me when, mm. you know, I'm a good person? I'm a nice person. Like, why wouldn't you want to spend time with me? Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that kind of self judgment that's going on, and that, need, you know, we need to get to grips with that. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of my coaching is often helping others, helping people realize that they actually have to start leaning into the other relationships. You know, when yeah. we start dating, we'll often just really telescope in and spend yeah. all our time together. Our friends never hear from us anymore because we're just these people in love, shagging all the time in our loft apartment, <laughs> having this like wonderful rom-com life. But then yeah. things progress and then we realize we need our community. We need our things yeah. that we do outside of our partnership, which yeah. the rom-coms of the world did not prepare us for because <laughs> it's well past the and, end.
0: You know, and it's not just about doing things with other people. It's doing things for yourself as well. Like, Mm. you know, what are the things that you... My question would be, if you weren't in that relationship anymore, what would you do with your time? Where would you put your time? Where would you put your energy? Mm. How would you make yourself happy without another person in your equation?
1: Other than getting to the bottom of a Haagen-Dazs ice cream bucket, getting online, (laughs) updating your dating (laughs) profile, and like obsessively dating... To plug the gap. Yeah, that's not. Do
0: you remember when we were talking about doing a line of sweatpants for people and ice cream for people who had just come out of a relationship?
1: (laughs) Just like the divorce parties, we thought about, yeah, a line of Crocs, sweats and ice cream. (laughs)
0: Uh, oh my gosh yeah <laughs> oh it's a great it's a question <laughs> if it is yeah. a really good question and it's quite a common thing i think where you see this disparity between the time and, and you know we've only got so many hours in a week like it goes really quickly
1: it, it, it does really hard. and it's something for me as well i get really wrapped up in relationship i lose myself all the time mm. i want to spend every waking moment with a partner I don't know why but so it is a tendency I have to consistently like sort out for myself is you're feeling unloved and you're wanting to have more attention and time from for this partner is that the correct way is that the thing that is healthy or do you have to learn to stand on your own two feet and I'm like oh man, I have to learn how to stand on my own two feet again. Yeah. But I uh, know, I know that tendency really well. I, I know yeah. what it's like to lose yourself in a relationship. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, it's a, it's the road to nowhere friends. Unfortunately, we've just,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just really important to keep our relation. And if I, you know, to be honest, like our partner can be our greatest teacher sometimes. Like if you've got a partner who's really maintained their relationships and there's hobbies yeah. and the things that they do, it's, probably the greatest teacher Mm. uh, you know because that person will automatically resist you guys falling into each other and sort of being that you're you know kind of like this codependent pairing there's a chance that the person asking this question has something really big to teach their partner
0: Mm. yeah well some lifelong lessons this week (laughs) i hate
1: (laughs) lifelong lessons (laughs) Oh, I just wish relationships could be sorted by like a list of seven
0: things you can
1: do that I read in Cosmo, but it's not. And that's why you The can. You just
0: got to remember some tea. Yeah,
1: tea. <laughs> not team, guys. Tea.
0: And forget about the M. Just forget about that M.
1: <laughs> we don't need team. We just need some tea. Oh, um,
0: yeah. I regularly need tea, to be fair. <laughs> well, and
1: remember we both We both liked um, being served tea in bed.
0: That was very nice. Yes, very much so. I got a nice cup of tea in bed this morning. Oh, see? Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, you can really tell that the weather is changing, though, because now instead of kind of two or three cups of tea in the morning, it's like five or six.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I love you folks over there. It's just
0: chilly. You need oh, like a nice cup of tea to warm you up. It's so sweet. That's what you need. Yeah. Get going. Yeah. I feel like I want to be a hamster instead. and hibernate. I oh, can't do it. So I know. I know. Got to be fueled by tea instead.
1: Absolutely. Yes. We're all going to find <laughs> our little rodent spirit, uh, you know, where we're going to be building mm. our you know adipose tissue stores for the winter and yeah. i like thinking about squirrels like collecting as many nuts into their cheeks as yeah. possible if you've ever seen those videos where they just yeah <laughs>
0: it's the cutest thing for sure i definitely how many nuts can yeah. a squirrel fit in its yeah. cheeks i definitely get more into kind of some wholesome cooking during this time mm. of year like mm-hmm. it's yeah i made some cheese scones at the weekend Oh, bloody delicious! Gosh, hello! I need to come to your house. (laughs) Oh, you should. Honestly, I'm a proper feeder, though. So, uh, oh gosh, I'll
1: come. Um, I'll come with my gas tank empty. Yeah, diet Mm. before you come. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. I'll (laughs) do. Oh,
0: wonderful. Alrighty, well speaking of food it's uh it's time for my dinner my belly is rambling it's dinner time <laughs> all
1: right you get out of here <laughs> go get some dinner
0: oh it was a pleasure my lovely and yes. um till next time. Until next time so that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Sass. we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover if you need help in navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.